1: It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories.
2: Welcome, everybody. We're delighted to have you with us today on this podcast of The Kingdom and Its Stories and a radio broadcast and a video uh, cast that we do on the Harvest Foundation website. It's really good to have you with us uh, again today. And today we're going to be interviewing a brother by the name of John Decker, and and looking at him across the video screen all the way across the country from California to New York. um, We have John, and uh, and when I look at you, John, you you look about the same vintage as me, Mm -hmm. and and so it's it's good it's good to have somebody uh, of that vintage. To, to share our journey in Jesus with. And so yes. welcome.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much, Bob.
2: We're glad to have you. Um, John is a leader, a director of a, a group that's called Every Student Sent. Now, when I first heard that name, I thought, that's an interesting name the, uh, as, the, as the name of an organization. And um, eventually, as I uh, read about what John is doing and, and heard from him, it made a lot of sense. Uh, <clears throat> this is a, an organization that tries to help college students get into a group before they ever get into college, and a, a group that um, can help them in their walk and faith but also help them to see that they're there not just to um not just to learn and to prepare for the future but to be on a mission and they are on a mission to represent Jesus Christ and um and so John um tell us who is John Decker if 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 you were giving an elevator speech a long elevator ride let's let's say maybe you know, maybe going up thirty stories. Less. How would you describe <laughs> to somebody who you are?
3: Okay, you know, I love the intro to this show about bringing uh, Jesus to those outside the church, and uh, that's what's so needed. Uh, you know, I uh, put it this way: as far as vintage, I went to Woodstock, and then two <laughs> weeks yeah. later, I started college. Right, and when I went there, the uh, the I was not a believer. And the first few days propelled me in a very wrong direction. You know, the uh, the the RA in the led us uh, out to a bar, and I hooked up with some of the wrong people, and it really was not a great start for my college life. I wish so much that someone had told me about Jesus or a group or a place to discuss that because it wasn't on my radar at all. Mm -hmm. But um, but fortunately, um, about halfway through college, a friend of mine. Um, that was influenced by the navigators. Excuse me a second. <clears throat> um, influenced by the navigators uh, that brought him to Christ. Um, he led me to the Lord. And I remember the moment that I received Christ, it was like, this is amazing. You can actually know God and sense his presence. You're forgiven. You're going to live forever. Nobody knows this. We've got to start telling people because no one <laughs> in our circle knew that Jesus was alive. And we yeah. did. People were coming to faith. And and that was that DNA of, of sharing, like, as soon as you became a believer was just part of what we did. And that whole genre of us, you know, did that. Uh, But there's so many kids today that go off to college and and they're not believers, and they have no way of knowing or hearing about Christ. And that is such an opportune time, especially during those first um, month as a college freshman, when you're checking out new things and new people to hear about Jesus. So we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, well, we will, but but more about you. Okay, so, you know, I live in Syracuse, New York. Uh, I've got the three uh, three kids, eight grandkids, They're great. They're all walking with the Lord. We've got a so So you,
2: you have multiplied,
3: huh? I have multiplied, yes. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Um, yeah, we've got a little, uh, uh, my brother and I have a little cottage on one of the Finger Lakes in the summer. We live, live out there a lot. And uh, we can work from there. And so the the kids are always there. They're on the tubing on the boat or jumping on the trampoline and and whatever. So it's a good life in the summer. In the winter, (laughs) you know how Syracuse is. you got to burrow down. If you don't learn to ski or something, find something that will uh, make you look forward to winter.
2: Yes. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I'll bet you enjoy being a grandfather. Oh, it's the best. It yeah. the best. How do you compare it to being a parent?
3: It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> and more fun. There's, a, there's, yeah. all, there's all the upside with none of the downside.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yes. That's what Judy and I have discovered. Okay. So um, you went to college and you graduated. And what did you do after that? I mean, did you go into Christian ministry right after that? or? Well, uh, you... no. Well,
3: so I, be- I became a, a believer Half of the College and continued. So I went into, I uh, ended up working um, about 17 years for Lockheed Martin doing business development. And then I worked for Phillips Broadband um, doing some business development in the fiber optics area.
2: So how old were you when you began to move into full-time ministry?
3: Well, the the full-time, you know, took a while. I was doing a lot of part-time ministry. So my wife and I, um, we decided to plant a inter chapter at Syracuse University. And the reason okay. we decided to do that is we noticed that our teenagers and all the teenagers in the Christian school that they went to, they loved the Lord, but they didn't have that that same zeal or automatic desire to share Jesus with people outside the church. They'd never done it, really, and, and it just wasn't on their radar and consequently, we noticed that they didn't have that same resilience and fire that the first generation believers had. And we're trying to figure out why is that? You know? And we began to theorize maybe it's when they get to share the gospel with a friend and see the Holy Spirit move upon them and be part of that mm-hmm. giving and taking life. That's that spiritual formation step that God wants to use. So to experiment with that, we planted this inner chapter at, uh, at Syracuse University. So this was a volunteer, I was still working in business. And we um, we noticed that the Christian kids were hitting the college campus and they were not doing that well. They, they were just, they planned to continue, but the Navigators did a study and showed the first 72 hours is a time on the campus that the students a person makes often dictates their entire spiritual trajectory. And we saw That's that That's interesting,
2: happen. the first 72 hours.
3: For sure, it's, yep. Yeah.
2: And that's really crucial.
3: There's so much um, emotion tied with a student going away from home and and wanting to bond with somebody, you know, like their roommate and their friends, that that just, those bonds are so strong that it often trumps their good sense or what they really want to do.
2: I I think that's so crucial. I mean, if if we really understand that it's that early, those early hours of a, a new student's life on campus that helps direct them and point them in a direction that they'll be walking for the rest of their student life. And uh, if we knew that, I think we would really focus on that early time. And so how does your organization prepare students for those first
3: 70 some hours? Well, it really starts in 10th or 11th grade. Optimally. It can start later, but that's the best time because in the whole searching for a college, um, you want to give students a desire in understanding how good it can be serving Jesus on the college campus. So you need to give them a vision and an appetite for that. We do that with stories. And then when, when mom and dad and the student are searching for colleges, now they can go on any college in the U.S. and find college ministries and churches and actually get to know them personally and become part of a social group that are all freshmen heading to that future college. So they use that as part of their college selection criteria. Why would you want to go to a college that doesn't have good um, ministries and, and groups and and maybe robust enough or the ones that kind of fit your interest level? Right. Yeah. So so the first thing is, is through, we've got a learning management system and through education and videos and so on, we help them prepare um, with an appetite. Apologetics worldview, um, but I think the single most important criteria is sending them as a team, so students don't have to go to, alone with college anymore. We want to make how, that.
2: How do you do that? I mean,
3: in America. Well, you 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 go on the website, you search for a college. So let's say you would um, you put an ASU for University of Arizona Tempe. Right. You click and you'll see uh, a dozen or more. Uh, organizations, uh, national ministries, some local ministries, some churches, um, you click on them and you can learn about them. Then a student can go in further and start messaging and talking with the leaders. They'd say something like, Hey, um, I'm a junior. I'm thinking about going to ASU. I'd love to learn more about your club. I've heard maybe ASU is a little bit of a party school. What's it really like there, you know, and and what do you guys do? Right. And so, and by the way, um, I'm going into political science. Do you have any other kids in your group that are interested in political science. I'd like to talk with them about the program. So they'll get back to them. They'll start a chat and they'll, hell, I'll introduce you to Joe. He's, you know, he's a poli-sci major. And, and so they they start a discussion. Then the next thing they can do is they can follow that group. And suddenly they'll see a group of other students. They'll see incoming other incoming freshmen and leaders that they can become friends with, get some coaching, And maybe find a roommate, uh, ministry partners, friends, study partners, and so you're going. So you're landing in college all the way with that social need met because you have some good friends, and then you can amazing,
2: amazing, yeah. I I went to a Christian college, but there was nothing like that. I mean, I just arrived without any contacts at all. So your group really helps to provide that base even before the kids arrive on campus?
3: Yeah, um, before is so important. And so I I was thinking mostly about secular colleges, but also at Christian colleges, um, they're on our website also, and we're working to develop things where students can connect with a more intentional group, the evangelistic group, the missional group, because as we all know, on a Christian college, I say there's three kinds of students that go there, the ones that really want to grow their faith, ones that are trying to figure it out, and ones where their parents would send them there as a last-ditch attempt to straighten them out. Right. They all look the same on the surface, and we probably all know stories where kids went to a Christian college and didn't come out the right way, but they can, and they can be leaders if they connect even there with the, the right people first.
2: Yeah. Wow. Wow. So um, what are some stories that, that you could tell us that illustrate how how this
3: works? Um, so, a um, one thing that I can illustrate is that when um, there was a, a group in, an um, university group in Geneseo, New York, where a, a student got radically transformed right in the beginning of freshman orientation. And that we call that the sweet spot, the time when everyone is meeting and greeting and they're right. believers. Right. This is the first time that they've never um they're, you know, they're alone. They're ready to try new things. So um, they saw the change in this young man. He was like set free. He was very excited. So they partnered with him and they ended up leading 26 other kids to the Lord in that dorm that semester. Wow! Uh, it was like wow. a, a mini revival, but it makes a lot of sense. It's like popcorn going off. Visible change leads to visible change, leads to visible change. And so it's all about that timing and The goal is to create many revivals in dorms and academic departments all around the nation through this. And, and of course, they come home for Christmas instead of being confused about the faith or or ashamed of something they did. They go back to the youth group and go, hey, guys, now we really understand this walking with Jesus thing. It's all about life transformation and helping your friends.
2: Yeah. Let me just interrupt, uh, John, just for a second to let those who are listening and watching know that you're watching the kingdom and its stories. Um, which is a podcast that we use to try to help the listeners and viewers understand and be encouraged in what they do to be the hands and feet of Jesus as a lifestyle, not as something special, but just something that we do because of who we are and who Christ is within us. So, John, um, let me ask, what would be... Another illustration that you could give us to, to tell us uh, that illustrates how every student sent works, let's say from someone who is a junior in high school all the way until the time they get into college.
3: Well, the uh, so there's resources on there, um such as crown financial ministries career direct so it's so important for students to find the right career direction as part of that process and we try to imprint on them the sense that they can actually impact the culture or what some people might call bill bill bright called the seven mountains of culture when they get out of college and so uh we also work with pinnacle forum um, across the country and quite a bit in arizona and phoenix to help actually the transition during college and then into the, into the workplace. So um, a story that I can think of is that there's a, um, there's Chelsea, she had heard that a lot of students wash out of the faith when they go to college. So, so she connected, um, she found a roommate and this is University of Nebraska. So she connected up with a navigators group. Um, So she, she went in with a, with a, with a plan with friends. And the first day she's on campus, she and a roommate were walking around and they got approached by four girls that invited them to a party. And they said, you know what, why don't you come with us? We're doing this, uh, hang out with this group called the Navigators. We're going gonna to chill and, and talk and have some fun. So they came over with them and it turned out that the, all those four students came to Christ and are still walking with the Lord today. This um, was
2: just from an invitation to, uh, yeah. from secular kids to Christians, come to us with a party, and they said, um, we're going somewhere, thank you, but we'd like to invite you to come with us?
3: Yeah, that's it, because kids are looking for friendship, fellowship, and reality, so right. it's right there. Um, there's some uh, students that uh, started missional uh, fellowships, uh, about their academic department, like in the in the uh, in the the physics department, where they would meet together and they would gradually influence more and more people in that department. And they get to know a Christian professor and start a, a, a move that can actually help change the culture of that particular department. And then oh. as they transition into the, in the business. That's where we're working with Pinnacle Forum to help them take that forward. And not just them, but with other business ministries.
2: All right. Wow. I, I just love this idea that kids can go on a campus thinking that not just that they're there to get an education, but they're there on a mission. And oh. so ministry doesn't have to wait until you finish college. It can begin while you're there, while you're learning. Absolutely. That's, 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 that's a great illustration. Now, you have a website. Yes. And um, what what is that website, and uh, how, many, how many kids do you have on that website now, and what are your goals?
3: Well, it's everystudentcent.org. Uh, it's, it was set up. This was released about 18 months ago. We've got 15,000 uh, users on it now. Uh, but the goal 15, is to make 15, this. 15,000? Yes.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. How
3: which, long? Is, which, which is great in, in 18 months, but, but we're just at the period now where through uh, CBN News and Focus on the Family and lots of affiliates, we're getting the word out nationally to really help the class of 2022. So we're expecting to uh, have much higher numbers. And the goal, there's about 500,000 youth groups, um, grads that are heading to college every year. So the goal is to make it normal in America that no one would think of going to college alone. They'd go through this. And, you know, and with the preparation. So, um, so it's org, and you can go there. If you go to the engage menu, you'll see a starting point for whoever you are. If you're a church, there's instructions on how to do it as a church, a student. If you go to business ministries, you can learn about the whole pinnacle forum project to transition to the workplace. So, uh, so that's the best, you know, place to go and get involved. And, And I can share with you different ways people can get get involved and help and bless their own church and bless their. uh... Well, tell us. Okay. we're all ears. All right. So, you know, this this grows a lot by word of mouth. So that's one of the reasons, in addition to national campaigns, we do citywide movements like in Phoenix, where pastor shares with pastor and and, uh, Christian school shares with Christian school. So I would suggest going on that site and then sharing this with your pastor. Share it with your Christian school. Share it with um, business people that that know how to get the word out in a community. Um, Share it with media stations, uh, students, um, also the college ministries. You may know of other college ministries that are not yet on the site. So in a a city perspective, this becomes a whole ecosystem where it becomes the whole city is no longer losing that 70% of students. And you could actually double the number of active Christian believers on a college campus and maybe triple those that graduate if they're fruitful so in a, uh, there's a there's a citywide movement it's like if you go on a hike you go to weather.com if you're heading to college you go to org.
2: okay good yeah and uh, you're an unusual story it seems to me john um, but what about what about the average person who um, doesn't Hasn't had that vision from the Lord to move from industry into ministry that's going to influence, you know, hundreds, maybe thousands of kids around the world. What what can the, the person who's listening, what are some of the things that they might do as individuals to, to facilitate the growth of the Christian kids that they know, maybe their own kids? in um in getting attached to a group in college right. that would really um support them in their walk.
3: Sure. So because this is a collaborative platform and we receive into this other collaborators, other organizations, content. Um, we're open to receiving other local or national content and subgroups. So we can work at a community level. So the first thing is it's just um, for your own family your friends your church tell them that this site exists because you know people a lot of people don't know yet we're at the early stages of like the national awareness um, things a parent can do is use the resources there to have great discussions with your student you can go through um, some of the learning modules and have great open discussions you can talk about how to find the right career major there's resources to avoid massive college debt there's a lot of great things for parents to just uh, surround their whole 10th, 11th, 12th grade period with their student to really engage with them at new levels. Um, there's ways for, for churches to get involved and, and volunteers within churches. Uh, as I said, if you go to the that Pinnacle Forum page, you'll see kind of a list of volunteer things that could be happening. We actually have a volunteer page also. And then if you're, uh, you know, if you're, a, uh, I mean, a college minister or someone in business, it's just uh, thinking you could be a mentor um oh. we're looking for mentors uh, we're working with i retire for him in trying to help develop more mentors to to reach um high school students college students maybe they share their business perspective maybe they share their spiritual per- perspective but kids need adults to help them so this is a network that can also help with that
2: all right okay what is what does john decker do personally Aside from ministering uh, administratively and setting up um, every student sent, you know, what, you know, what do you do in this in a personal way in personal contact with with kids that are in high school and getting ready to go to college?
3: Well, I... I work within you know my own church, and and one of the things that uh, say you know my pastor does is we like to uh, pull together students, and we have something called student mobilizers. So we help them kind of feed into them, pour into them, show them that the power of the Holy Spirit can really impact their lives, and then train them to do the same with their kids. So we love working right, right. one-on-one with the students, and I do it a lot with parents.
2: Okay, so John. What would you recommend? You have 30 seconds to speak to those who are listening. What would you tell them? How would you encourage them to be Jesus' hands and feet in this way?
3: Hmm. Just don't let students go to college alone. Let them prepare. Help them use these resources. Just get personally involved with, with students, whether you're a parent or or in a church or you have students around Help them know that there's a vision where they can lead others to Jesus on the college campus, where they can grow like they've never grown before, and just share with them that hope of the gospel in action with other believers.
2: Thank you, John. John, thank you so much for being with us today. And I trust that your testimony would encourage those who have been listening and watching to be Jesus' hands and feet with high school and college kids that they know. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Bob. I enjoyed Jesus it. Defines
1: discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their communities. If you have a personal example of how you are being the hands and feet of Jesus with your neighbors, we'd love to hear from you. Enter your story at harvestfoundation.org. That's harvestfoundation.org on the Contact Us tab. You can also subscribe to the podcast on The Kingdom and Its Stories on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.